is the three-point shot. This is the first episode of Three Point Shot. It's our new podcast for WMUC Sports. I'm Zach Solon. I'm with Ben Fisher and Colin Coyne. And in the Family Guy School of Starting Podcasts, I think you guys should both introduce yourselves and your voices. So everyone wants to go first, go for it. All right. Uh, I was pointed at. So, uh, yeah, I'm Colin. I... I'm a senior. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, hi. Uh, I like hi. I like sports. I'm here doing a podcast that is just a radio show crew two years later without Borja. Uh, <laughs> and Ben? I'm Ben. I sound just like Colin, and uh, as much as he likes sports, I liked that intro that he just did. <laughs> yeah, so basically, what is this show going to be? I don't know. We're going to talk about sports. How often are we going to do the show? Whenever we feel like it. Um, why are we all in the same room? We are all roommates. We live together. So this is as safe as it's going to get. We, we, uh, we you know, play it safe, but when you share a kitchen and a bathroom, it's, it's kind of difficult to you know, maintain social distancing. Anyway, uh, if you are out there listening to this, keep your masks on, mask on and uh, maintain social distancing. So, so what topic are we starting with today? So, I mean, it's still, uh, it's not midnight yet, is it? So it's still officially Yankee Elimination Day. Oh, that seems like a, I love Yankee Elimination That seems day. like a great place to start, right? Hell of a hell of a game last night, I think. Uh, it was a hell of a series because, okay, you had a five-game series in five straight days. Now, it was taxing on me as a viewer and a Yankee fan <laughs> to be sitting in front of the TV here five straight nights watching. The first night was great. We blew them out. Confidence high. Second night, not even going to get into the whole pitching situation. <laughs> Third night, lost terribly. Confidence very low. Fourth night, came right back, looked great. On paper, we should have won game five, but the bats didn't show up. They went cold at the times we needed them like they did all season, and the Yankees got eliminated. The Rays are moving on to face the Astros, and I'll tell you guys, it would have been the third time in college that the Yankees would have faced the Astros in the ALCS, and third time's a try. I was, I was, I was ready for it. No adjective, but I was Listen, ready. I, I, get I, get, I get it's a hot take to say anything positive about the Astros because, again, they're, they're real easy to hate. They cheated. They got off. They made out like bandits, you know. So it's real easy to just bum uh, down on the Astros, but they're, they're a heck of a team. Listen, in the four years we've been at college, they've won a World Series and then made the World Series or ALCS, I think, at every other They have. Year. They made it four straight years. Yeah. So all four years we've been in college. Listen, you don't know how many of those years they cheated outside of, you'd hope, this year. Um, but still, it, it's a really good baseball team. I, I'm i fairly confident the Phillies could cheat in the exact same way the Astros have been cheating, uh, and they still wouldn't be above 500. So... You know, it's they're a real good baseball team, and they're going to be real hard to beat. But I'm I'm excited to see the see the Rays play them. Yeah, I mean, the Rays are a fun team. I can't deny that, and I do want them to beat the Astros. You have to, um, given that the Rays have only caused us pain, real pain, <laughs> this year, and the Astros not have caused us pain for three or four years. Us as Yankee fans, you're not oh. a Yankee fan. Hey, I'm uh, a, I'm, I'm a, quite the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, I'm an NL baseball fan. I'm hoping the Rays go all the way. I got. <laughs> I got nothing, nothing against the Rays. Let it ride. It's... Let, us, let us get all this out. Um, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a pretty much all New York fan. Ben is all Boston. Colin is all Philly. But all are, of us are... You are from New York? Are, are Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from New York. I am from New Jersey, 
North New Jersey exit 172 on the Parkway. 15 minutes outside of Manhattan. I'm yes, 15 minutes I could be in Manhattan. I'm practi- I practically live in the city. Me and my friends get on the train from New Jersey and go to New York all the time. It's just like sex in the city, guys. Just like <laughs> sex in the city. We're right there. Uh, but yeah. I can see Central Park from my living anyway, room. Anyway, our, our, our fandoms are pretty split. We did have a fourth roommate, Julian, who is an all-DC fan. Uh, but he is no longer with us. Um, He's alive. alive. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't live here anymore. Uh, It's a real bummer to start the podcast. So, Zach, you're sad, and your old roommate's dead. (laughs) Uh, Who's having a good day? He's not. Julian, if you're listening, which I hope you are, um, hey, we we invited you over last night, and you, you never showed. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. That's... That's you know, the, to be clear, that's last night for us. We're not just inviting you every day, hoping that you listen to the podcast <laughs> the next day. When John Mulaney came to UMD, and he was like talking about like when his wife was redecorating their house, and he was like, "Like if you all came over, first off, what if you all came over?" <laughs> because like you listening to this, like what if you all came over? Unless you're like my mom or Heartlove, like yeah. Um, anyway, wrapping up on Yankee Elimination Day, Ben, as my roommate, did a very nice thing. And got me Reese's, not knowing I'm allergic to peanut butter, but it's all right. I'm pretty sure that's not true. It I'm is not true. That's been good. Dead a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I ate them. They were very that's, nice after my late good. night walk. Last Everybody night. should have a sweet Yankee elimination day. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tradition I stole from Rosh Hashanah. But instead, of, <laughs> but instead of apples and honey, it's candy bars and chocolate milk and the song Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Did you listen to it last night? Yeah, four or five times. Is that how many times we listened to Wellerman today? It might <laughs> it be. May be yeah, so I, I forget who it's by, but we found this song on TikTok. The Longest Johns. Called The Wellerman by yeah. The Longest Johns. And do we, do we want to do the chorus or save the singing for a later pod? Uh, I'll yeah. let the musical ones of us do it. All right, uh, then we're not going to do it. I, right I, think, I think that maybe in the future there'll be like a musical episode, like Glee, <laughs> where we break into song periodically. Uh <laughs> But yeah, sea shanties are a, a nice, fun driving song, or just kind of song in general. It's a, it's a good time. So we are a WMUC sports podcast, which means we should cover some Maryland stuff. We're watching football right now. Florida State beat Notre Dame. Oh no, it's only the second half. Okay. God, I, God I'd love Notre Somebody Dame. Somebody call Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sean Aston? I have heard that Rudy was kind of a jerk. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. It, yeah. Speaking of, like, movie folk hero football players, it's, uh, being from Philly, my dad's met him, Vince Papali, from Invincible fame. Uh, he came to speak to my elementary school when I was in fourth grade. Did really? Yeah. Papali, yep. Yeah. When that movie was coming out. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the movie paints a much less, or much more impressive picture than Vince Papali actually had. Uh, the movie's like, yeah, he, like, never played football, and then, like, tried out and made the team. No, like, he was playing in, like, top-of-the-line adult men's rec leagues and was a career special teamer that did effectively nothing to the team. Heck of a story. You know, you can't knock the story, open tryouts and making a team as, as a civilian. But, like, as my dad said when he met him, it was one of those of, like, He's Vince Papali, but he knows he's Vince Papali, where he kind of has the swagger of, like, a normal NFL player. But you're like, you were a bartender that decided to play major football for, like, three or four years. You caught, like, one pass because you were were on, like, the kick return team. Like, 
<laughs> you did next to nothing. It's just kind of funny. As yeah. the Bresnet Patriots fan, I have to say special teamers are underappreciated. I'm not, I, I'm not saying special teamers aren't under. Uh, their special teamers are one of the most important aspects of the uh, of the football team. I just Vince Papali himself wasn't a he wasn't a huge part of the Eagles teams that he was on. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking football. We're watching college football right now. It's a Clemson, Miami. We got on there in the second quarter. Looks like Travis Etienne just dropped a deep pass. Right through his hand. I'll tell you, whoever wins this Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, I don't like to buy into. I don't like to buy into the hype train. You're pointing at yourself like the Patriots are going to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Come don't on. put it past if us. Cam Newton never stops coughing, you guys are going to win <laughs> enough games that you're going to beat the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you gesture to me? I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, but they both live in New Jersey. <laughs> they do, and they still they call themselves the New York. And we don't like that they do that either. <laughs> All right, well, you're the New England whatever. Well, you can't be the Boston. I guess that kind of proves my They were the Boston your Patriots. Better than mine. Um, but greater point I'm going to say, I don't really like to buy into these prospect type trains. I think a lot of them are disappointing. But I'm going to tell you, out of all the stuff I've seen from Trevor Lawrence, he makes it look effortless. It is. He's chucking the ball. We're watching him play Miami right now. He's throwing the ball 30 yards, 40 yards downfield. It doesn't even look like he's trying. All right. Now, we're all Maryland fans and, and Maryland people. Um, you can hear me broadcast Maryland football games live on WMUC Sports. That's Mixler.com backslash WMUC Sports. Are you doing games this year? M-I-X-L-R. We don't know yet. Okay. As of today, we don't know. Hopefully, yes, if it's remote or in the stadium, but either way, we hope. So anyway, uh, Maryland football coming up two weeks from today at Northwestern. What are we thinking? I, I got very low expectations. I think the Terps got a shot to win it. I, I do. I, <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> to you mean win the, what? A game? The game. The game. game. The game. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess Northwestern, not like you said, all you the said, games. You said it in such a way where I was like, it? No, like I don't the, make it clear. The big silly trophy? No, 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 no. I'm not talking they're going to win what looks like a pencil with a Diet Dr. Pepper logo on it. Um, <laughs> Regular no. Dr. Pepper. Come on. Well, fair. don't water down the That's national championship. Shirt. Colin is wearing a Dr. Pepper shirt. That's bad radio. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, but... Um, yeah, we no, he's also, wear, he's we also wearing, wearing a cowboy shirts. hat. <laughs> I am wearing a cowboy hat, inexplicably. I, yeah, I look very different from the guy who was formerly broadcasting uh, a radio show two years to ago. To be fair, they couldn't see him either. Well, that's also <laughs> true, but I look different from him. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> quarantine has done a number on my physical appearance. But no, I do think, um, I do, I think the Terps got a shot to, to beat Northwestern coming up. I think it should be a nice matchup, all things considered. I don't think either team's really... It's a good first game, because yeah. we, we're definitely... We're not going to get... We, we bookend the season not... nicely with Northwestern and, and Rutgers, Rutgers. Yeah. and then six And then in the middle of like Ohio State, games. Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State... And oh, Indiana. We could beat Indiana. I think we could beat Indiana. Maybe. Can we I get think... Jalen Smith to come back? <laughs> he, beat, he beats up on it. I'm a firm believer is I think the, the Terps could I'm not gonna say they will. I'm not making a I'm not making a prediction or anything, but I think the Terps absolutely could with the talent they have beat Northwestern Rutgers in Indiana. I don't see them winning many other games outside that. Um, but I, I do I I think they could win a couple of games here. I think the big question Terps football fans coming into this season have is is who's starting? Do you got Lance Lejean or Tualia Tagovailoa. Taulia, not Tualia. <laughs> it's not the duality of man. It's, 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 it's Tauli, like from South Park. Y'all want a towel? For those at home, I have a running issue of being able to pronounce 
I can pronounce Tagovailoa somehow, but Tagovailoa is one of those names, though. Well, who was the guy in the Eagles from from Hawaii? Uh, Halapulavati Vaitai? You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah it, well, everybody, all sports fans have those weird ones of like names you can pronounce or spell. Tagovailoa, they're, they're, they're Samoan, right? No, or Hawaiian. Hawaiian. They're from yeah. Hawaii. I don't yeah, know they're, they're like... They're native Hawaiian. Their background. Yeah. Um, Samoan, there's a lot of Samoans in Hawaii, however. So I guess it could be. Could be either. I'm not going to claim to know. But, um... So, uh, foregoing first names, I guess the big question is, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Lejean or Tagovailoa? And it's, uh, it's an interesting call. What are you guys thinking? I think Lejean might get a chance to start, but also Tagovailoa, you know, has the experience with, with his brother and with, um, you know, with Loxley down at Bama. So, well, I don't know how long he was at Bama with Loxley. I think he a was, year or? I think he was a redshirt freshman last year. So, which been he would have been there one I, year. I think he would have been there, yeah, one year with... With Loxley. Loxley. I mean, I normally hate people who play two quarterbacks. Like, I, I definitely believe in the, like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. But for this year, I would be fine if they're just, like, if they do the, like, and I'm going to do a Boston thing. If they do, like, what they did with Tom Brady his senior year of college of just, like, one of you plays the first quarter, one of you plays the second quarter, Whoever looked better plays the second half. By the way, we did have an anniversary this week. Today's October 10th, so October 5th, which was, I think, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, one year since Maryland football last won a game. Who'd we beat? Rutgers. I was there. Oh, I took yeah. a day trip up to I Piscataway. remember we won Rutgers. Yeah, we, I was at home. I went home for the week. How many yeah. times did you call it the birthplace of college football during uh, that game? Twice. Once in my tweet. So Johnny Holiday. So, so actually at Rutgers, they send the student you, you radio. You dropped something, by the way. Oh, I'll get there. We, uh, at Rutgers, they send the student broadcasters for Rutgers and Maryland down to, like, this annex of the press box that's outside. And it was October 5th, but it was freezing. It was a noon kickoff. So the guy I was calling the game with tonight, we left College Park at, like, 6 a.m., got up there, set up, ready, and we're just standing outside, like, freezing. And Johnny Holiday comes up to us. He's like, hey, are you guys the Maryland student radio people? And we're like, yeah. And he, like, talked to us for a solid 10, 15 minutes while he was getting ready to to go up to, as he called it, his nice, cozy, heated booth and said if we wanted to come up and join him, we were more than welcome. So he was just rubbing it in. Kind of. <laughs> but then he, like, he was very nice about it. I took a nice picture with him, and then I tweeted that out along with my I'm at the birthplace tweet. So Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was nice. Um, Leak broke off a big run in that one. Yeah, but he, yeah. he started off the second half with, like, a 97-yard yeah, kick return. That was a fantastic. Yeah, that was, like, the last good thing Maryland did. We always have in every game we well, have I mean, one Maryland big kick. Basketball, Maryland football. The last good thing Maryland football did. But to I be think. fair, uh, there wasn't much left for them. To, they phoned in a couple of games coming out of the end of the season there. But yeah, well, I was going to bring up the two quarterback thing, which last year they kind of did with Jackson and Pigram a little bit, Bad. and they won no games with it. Yeah. So. Well, but that wasn't that wasn't two quarterbacks. That was sort of closer to like to put it in Collins' direction. That was closer to sort of the Eagles of like. Jackson was the quarterback, and then Pigrom was a quarterback who you would bring in for sort of gadget-like plays. It's, it was like Breeze and Taysom Hill in a way. <laughs> yeah, like, sort of. You have, you have your primary quarterback, and you have a guy you bring out for weird gadget plays. But, you know, the biggest issue of the whole thing, you know, in my opinion, between, between Pigrom and Jackson was that I just didn't think I didn't think Jackson had the decision-making, honestly. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead, 
neither of them are dead, but one of them's transferred and Jackson has opted out for the coming season. So, you know, I don't think Jackson really had the decision-making to really succeed. Yeah, and really. I just don't think Piggy had the mechanics. I, I agree with that, but I got I got to stop real quick. So I'm drinking water, and Ben is drinking uh, a glass of Pepsi, and I asked him to pour a little bit of his Pepsi because it looked like he didn't like it into my cup, so I could try it. But he just took my cup, got up, and poured me more water. I refuse to <laughs> apologize. That's so, if you want, if you want to give me instructions, speak them. I, yeah, I tried yeah. to do it silently. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But I, I mean, apologize I, 0%. Yeah, that's <laughs> But anyway, now I have more water and hydrate so I can't complain. Yeah. I mean, that's what you get when you ask Josh Jackson to do something. It's it's a fun <laughs> It's a fun little metaphor. They said, "Hey Josh, don't uh, don't get caught with your pants down against Penn State because we're hyping the ever-living crap out of this game and we're breaking uh, attendance records for Maryland for people there. And Josh Jackson said, oh, okay. That was awful. And then he went out through two passes, through a pick over the middle, and the whole game fell off the wheels. I remember that night exactly. I, that I mean, was awful. <laughs> I remember being with you guys for the like first – I found you finally. Like I found you in the crowd somehow when everyone was wearing black. It was like the end of a rom-com. Just like, yeah, uh, I found honestly, you guys. And after the first half, we were like, nope, nah. Yeah. And we left – and I remember sitting right there, which is bad radio. Our couch is behind us. And now that I'm thinking about it, we're in a big open living room, and the echo is going to sound really bad on this. But if you're listening, welcome. And uh, <laughs> I sat on the couch and, for some reason, watched the rest of the game and just did not enjoy it. Mm, yeah. oh, watch it watching the end of Maryland blowouts on TV is, is a time-honored tradition. But that's the thing. At the beginning of last season, I left at halftime of the Howard and Syracuse games. Why would you leave the Syracuse game? That was a ranked team, and we were killing them. And like, Yeah, but I, it was, we were killing them bad. But Maybe I left after like the that, third quarter. But that wasn't like... like When we played like Howard, or like when we beat up on Towson, you're sort of like, all right, we're fundamentally at different levels. Syracuse was number 21. I don't like Syracuse very much. And if then I'm we being were fully ranked. Honest. We were ranked. And then we were, and we were just we beating up the... on them. And we go into the half, and like the whole team looks like they're having fun. I'm having fun. The student section's having fun. I'm like, what am I gonna do if yeah. I go I mean, home? So, so that's the big issue. And this is a this is a greater thing. Um, and it might come from me just not being a huge college football fan when I was younger, or really until I had a. A horse in the race. Now they've been at college, but like you schedule all the cakewalk teams in the beginning of the season. So like the teams, for better or worse, that like for a team like Maryland, he's kind of like bubble is the wrong word, but it's kind of a bubble team where like they can beat some of the mediocre teams, but they're not really even going to compete against the big dogs. Is when you're scheduling cupcakes, they're they're blowouts and they're ugly blowouts against these teams, right? And you get them out of the way in. August and in September when it's hot and it's humid and it's sunny and you know these are the games that you want to have like in the middle of the year where there are these better competitive games and it's just kind of the unfortunate fact of like you get the cupcakes out in the beginning and yeah. like I get that that's how well, that's college just, yeah it's the conference yeah game. that's how college football schedules everything but it is, it does kind of suck that like when you're kind of a fringe team like this of like. You get all the beatable teams out when it's unbearable to sit out in the stands. And then by the time it's, you know, you're into fall, you're into kind of the beginning of winter, and you're watching these football games and, like, football weather, it's brisk weather, you're playing teams that are just absolutely dismantling you. Because, I mean, Maryland is, it's, you know, an up-and-coming program, they tell me. Uh, <laughs> you know, you hope... 
you hope they improve. You hope they do something. But, you know, they, they're not ready in the near future to compete with any of the big dogs in the Big Ten. You know, I, I agree with you. But I do think they'll get there. Loxley has shown good stuff. Rakeem Jarrett is a huge ad this year. Getting Talia was a big transfer. Like, yeah. I, listen, if he's anything like Tua was, which they're not saying he will be. No. But, I well, mean, for one thing, he's tra- not left-handed. <laughs> True. But, you know, it's Just the big thing. If, if Maryland can do one thing, we can churn out A-plus wide receivers. Well, the biggest thing so, that Loxley needs to get on is the, the DMV talent. It's one of the biggest hotbeds for talent. Well, that's why they hired him. In the, exactly. And I think he's done an okay job so far. Not I mean, talent. bringing in a five-star recruit is never – it's not something to sniff at. No. Um, it's about, like, when you look at the district, like, there's only, like – Fewer than 25 star recruits in a good year. And, like, they end up distributed between, like, six different schools. Exactly. It's, like, the big guys in the SEC. Clemson. Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan. Texas will sometimes get one because they manage to convince a high school kid that Texas will be back. And they won't. Penn State will get some. Um, Although Penn State and Michigan State, they both, and Wisconsin, too, both do the really impressive thing of, like, consistently compete with the big guys in the Big Ten despite the fact that it's, like, 55 three-star Man. recruits and then, like, a walk-on Man. from Green Bay. You're talking about all these schools, and, like, I'm, I'm, I this year, Maryland was supposed to play Michigan in Ann Arbor. I don't even know if they still are, but there won't be fans. And I wanted to take a road trip, the three of us, out there to Ann Arbor, visit the big house. I've never been. That would have been You've awesome. never been for a game, or you've never been to? I've never been. Because I've yeah, been, I've, never... I went to Ann Arbor to visit Michigan, and I've been, I will say, it is an entirely different, because I've been to a few Ohio State games now yeah. at uh, the Horseshoe. It is an entirely different experience than going oh, sure. to a game here. Exactly. Like, I would love, would have loved to do that. And obviously, like, you know, stay safe, whatever. But, like, these recruits are going because you get a huge football environment at Michigan, at Penn State, and they're good programs. Yeah. But Maryland, the last thing I want to talk about with football, the new turf. That's it does look big. nice. It looks like nice. It. It's nice. The I want to go back to grass, though. Our old turf, no. My uh, high school team was grass. You don't want grass. Our old turf looked kind of beat up, and especially when it got dark out, so like at the 3.30 kickoffs or the night game, not games, <laughs> it would be it would be very like weird to look at, but like this new turf looks really nice. So that's the one thing I want to bring up. Now I want to transition to basketball real quick and keep it on a Maryland front. I don't really like the NBA, and I'll admit that more than anybody. Ben, I know you do, but... Um, what I've looked at this year or today was some mock drafts. Jalen Smith, rising stock, no? Yeah, people really that was a voice crack. Pe- people really like him. Um, I think partially because just sort of, and it feels weird to say like a track record of improvement, but like if he's a guy and he's sort of arguably NBA ready in terms of like his body and his game as a big man. But then you look at the jump he made from freshman year to sophomore year, and he he improved a lot. And then I think also the teams, like, they'll talk to him or they'll talk to Turge or they'll talk to, you know, his agent or they'll, they'll have him come in for a workout. Um, so I don't, like, this isn't one of those things where it's just, like, the experts sitting in their chairs just being like, huh, we're going to put this guy at 15 in all our mock drafts. Like, it seems like people are actually, like, pulling quotes from GMs and looking at workouts and having people who would know saying, yeah, he actually, he is climbing. Um, which, I mean, if you're going to come out after your sophomore year, which I think 
probably a good call for him, even though, you know, selfishly I wanted him to stick around. Um, I think it makes him look very smart that he's putting on such a good show and pre-draft stuff. But I do want, I want him to fall to the Celtics. Yeah, ESPN's latest mock draft had him at Celtics at, I think, 19 or 17. They, I can't remember which picks we have because I've seen... You guys have... have, You guys have... We have three first round picks. You have 30... No, not 30. No, you we have. have. I think we have 14, 19, and 26. I think so. Um, yeah. Because they had the first mock draft I saw, which was like six months ago, had him go into the Celtics at 26. And now he's more like, like, it seems like he might go in the lottery if there's. And there's also, there's sort of always the thing in every sport draft of you just need one team to like really fall in love with you. The Darnell Savage Jr. I was gonna say, I was hey, gonna say, good. I was gonna say the Daniel Jones, but um, but yeah, you well, just need yeah, one yeah. team to I mean, like you. I, enough. I don't, you know, he's he's proven himself in Green Bay, and I don't want to get back into football, but he's proven himself in Green Bay. But it was kind of it was kind of a reach. To yeah, it did seem like yeah. I want to do get back. I, I do want to get back to football for a second. I want to do. I want to get back to football for a second because my brother, who was a huge fantasy football guy. My brother also goes to Duke. This is a WMUC Maryland pod. Yeah, that's its own problem. We don't like Duke. That's a problem in and of itself. We hate you, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Miss you. Anyway, um, DJ Moore, this year, coming into the year, supposed to be the wide receiver, first wide receiver, first string wide receiver for the Packers, or for the Panthers. Uh-huh. Um, and he is on my brother's fantasy team and apparently has not been doing well. Now, obviously, it's a new quarterback, so he might have, you know, he might work better with the, the WR2 or something like that. But I always say, when it's a turf, DJ Moore was really good when he was here. Was he first round pick good? Yes. I don't know. He yeah. was. He was. Yeah, I think DJ Moore proved. I, I don't. He looked like he was playing a different. It was our sport freshman year. So. Yeah. No, it was. But I, I'll say based on nothing other than what he did last year. So like, DJ Moore played Maryland our freshman year. He looked otherworldly. He looked like a, a, a man amongst boys. He his, was an NFL player still playing in college. Yeah. Yeah. His, his rookie year. It wasn't great. He kind of got buried in a weird Panthers team that was going through whatever the Panthers were going through at the time. But I think, and I don't know what his numbers are looking like this year, but I think last year especially, DJ Moore kind of earned, you know, for better or for worse, and true or not, I've heard a number of people call DJ Moore one of the more underrated wide receivers that are in the league and not yeah, to absolutely. not to go back to another Maryland player in kind of the same way that JC Jackson is one of the more underrated corners of the league of he's JC Jackson and now granted JC Jackson is kind of sheltered a bit by having Gilmore there and he isn't you know being relied upon to be the number 1 so he's not matching up against like the best of the best but JC Jackson had a ridiculous year last year too and you know I think it's not unheard of to in football traditionally it's a sophomore slump but when you kind of have rookie seasons where you don't see a lot of time you know you break in your first year where you're getting significant amounts of snaps and the kind of the year after people figure you out and you got to learn to adjust and that's kind of where you separate the the good from the great i think definitely dj Moore proved he was a first round talent um yeah. last year and i think jc jackson more than anything proved last year he should have been drafted I think the fact that he went undrafted based on his performance was kind of crazy based on the people that have kind of not cracked the league. But, you know, I think it's kind of coming into the end of this year, and I get this year's a weird year, so it's kind of hard to gauge anything happening. But this year and next year are really kind of where you see whether or not 
these guys are going to be really good moving forward, or if it was just one of those of they were a flash in the pan or they looked good in college. But, you know, I think definitely DJ was, even at the time, was pretty well regarded as a first-round talent. I think Savage was a bit of a reach in the first round, but he's looked good in Green Bay. Green Bay's definitely Absolutely. rolling. The uh, Aaron Rodgers revenge tour has... <laughs> Stop for no one. <laughs> revenge so, revenge against great. his own backup quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of my, my thing about drafted Maryland people in our time here. We're all seniors, so that includes DJ Moore, Darnell Savage, and then eventually Jalen Smith. Bruno Fernando, didn't get to see him in the bubble, but I mean, having a good good career so far in the NBA. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, yeah. Herder's, Herder has looked a lot better. Oh, Herder is, is um, on. I mean, he had a great rookie year and then followed up with a solid year this year. Yeah. Bruno, I mean, Bruno's fun. Like, Bruno, I think, regardless of how well he sort of, if he adjusts to the NBA to become a starter, I was actually talking to my dad about this earlier today. I was like, his floor is a guy who, like, even if he plays five minutes a game, he's going to give you one energy play where he, like, absolutely slams it down or, like, volleyball spikes a shot into, like, the last row. So he's always, he's he's going to contribute something, but you'd sort of, you'd like to see him become, like, a viable Top line, big man. Exactly, and he might get there, but we'll yeah. we'll see. So anyway, um, that was kind of our, our Maryland uh, draft segment. You guys have any last point on like the NBA or people getting drafted? No, I mean there's I mean there's a couple other Terps in the NFL. You know, Yannick and Gawkway before our time yep. here got moved around. That's worth noting when we're talking about Terps in the big leagues. Diggs, Brent, Diggs having a great year. Diggs, I mean Diggs is. Is he still the, leading the league in receiving yards? I mean, I'm I not know, sure. Changes every week, and the Bills even playing this week. But <laughs> he, I think Stephon Diggs was exactly what the Bills needed to take Josh Allen from really good to. It was, great. and I hate it. Um, you know, other terms, Jermaine Carter Jr. still hanging around with the Panthers. He, according to his Instagram, he gets a tackle once or twice a game. So it's. <laughs> He'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's still a young-ish player. Yeah, he's not the no, kind of guy you're a, writing home about. Just a slow build. Yeah, uh, and a lot of the Terps from last draft class, I think, are kind of going to be the same way. You know, McFarland, has, he's had a couple good runs with the Steelers, I think. Um, he looked really good. At the, he was he didn't play the first two games, but on the third game, he was breaking off like eight, nine yards a run. Yeah, I, think I mean, Brooks limited is, sample size. but oh, Of course. Brooks is still in the practice squad. Yeah. So. yeah. But, you know, I think... Talking about the biggest Terps, you know, in their professional leagues, it's and I, it's a bit of a walk back. But Brandon Lau, or Brendan Lau, or whichever Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. I was right he's, the first time. He he's been so, slumping in the postseason, but in the regular so, season, fantastic. Yeah. Slumping is uh, almost too nice. Yeah, that is he true. has been bad. He has been atrocious. He's looked lost. Yeah, I think last night stat line came up. He's batting like 081 yeah. in the postseason, which. He didn't get a hit last night, to my knowledge, so it's probably worse than that. Uh, he looks confused out there in this postseason, but he's he's a really good player, and I think if he can get going, these Rays can kind of really kind of hit that next level. You know, he's one of their weird enough to say from a from a Terp in major leagues. I know uh, Maryland isn't a hugely lauded baseball school, but mm-hmm. for a Terp to be such a major part of this up and coming team. You know, it's, it's pretty cool to see. It's pretty fun. It is. So, uh, to transition here, um, we don't know what segments are going to be a part of this show regularly week after week. In fact, we don't even know what the show is going to be. But I do have a new segment I want to introduce right now called Zach Shows Colin and Ben a Meme that the viewers don't get to know the context of, but you'll get to know their immediate reactions. So, here is the meme. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're welcome to leave on our on our Twitter page uh, what you think the meme was, but uh, we cannot surpri- and we will not tell I'll you. I'll tell you regardless of what you guess, you're wrong. Yeah, um, it is. But thanks for playing. It is both political and also an inside joke in a way that I can't really uh, properly exactly. communicate to the audience. Moving on to our next segment, though, it's kind of unrelated to sports, more related to the podcast. We're definitely going to start a Twitter account for the podcast. Where we can come up with you're, updates you're in charge. and just kind of tweet our own stuff. We'll all have the password. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I understand. I understand that, but it'll I, be one, two, three, four. Awesome sauce. But aside that wasn't even about the pod. I was just reminding you that you are in charge. Hey, listen, I of get this to put. Apartment. I get to put a social media coordinator on my, uh, <laughs> my resume. So it's uh, end of the day. It's worth it. <laughs> It's going to be, your resume is going to be one page just based on the slashes in the title. <laughs> Host slash senior analyst slash social you media. You joke, my resume is like 80%. Like our, I took our radio show Dunkin and I was, like, I, was like, I was like, Dunkin' Donuts, cashier, <laughs> WMUC Sports Radio, host. Senior analyst, <laughs> WNUC Sports Podcast host, senior analyst, social media coordinator. Don't put cashier for your position, Doug. Let's put like money manager, like, <laughs> no, but not accountant, and obviously not like legally. Not, like, legally, I, you can call yourself a money manager. You manage the of money. What you do. No, my my actual financial advisor. I just put was general employee, and I just listed specifics of what all I right, did. All right. Um, so real quick, I want to go back to baseball real quick. <laughs> I just came across this tweet from John Boy. Love John Boy. You guys like John Boy? Oh, Not I as much no as you do. Opinion on John Boy. So he's he does a lot for baseball, but he's also a Yankee fan, and he just posted this video of his jump scare when Mike Ford was in the batter's box last night, like pinch hitting a guy who hasn't had a hit since August. Yeah, I mean. So we just watched the video for those at home. I know it's bad radio. I had to take a pee break and it kind of got cut. Uh, that's that's actually not true. My microphone got unplugged from my computer and that is it. But Colin's a good teammate. Colin, yeah, no, listen, Colin's I'll, standing in front of me. No, he, he threw it 40 feet over my head. But yeah, I should have run the route better. I should have called. I'm going to fall on the sword for my captain here. <laughs> Colin, when was the last time you looked at the TV? When was the last time I looked at the television? Uh, I think it was about 30 seconds ago. All right, I, what is the score of the Clemson-Miami game? I have no idea. It wasn't on. All right. It, it, it's on now. What's what's your guess? Um, how, twenty seventeen. I think was the last time. I All right, that's it. wrong. It's fourteen to three. And how much time is left? I'll give you a hint. It's the second quarter. I knew it was the second quarter. I think under two minutes. Three minutes and thirty five seconds. Well, <laughs> and that concludes the guess what's on TV segment. Colin's back is to the TV. So yeah, I am. I am facing away from the television. I looked over for the uh, trivia and guessed. Two completely random schools because, again, I wasn't a college football fan growing up. I, I wasn't super familiar with anything about the history of college sports. So I wasn't either because I grew up – my dad went to Villanova. So I was a Villanova basketball fan. Um, but I never really watched college football. So when I got to Maryland, I got into – of course, I'm going to be a Maryland fan my whole life. Unless I go to grad school somewhere, but I don't see that happening. So, I mean, I was Maryland – I've been a Maryland fan. College football is awesome. I, I love, love college it. football. No, I, I have absolutely been kind of awoken to college football. I can't wait for Big Ten to start and for Pac-12, too. Once it's all rolling, listen, as long as they can do it safely, which I think they're doing a better job in the NFL, it can work. I'd love to hope they're doing a better job in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> you know, recent news reports have made you question it, but, um, yeah, you're up the, you'd be optimistic. Uh, it's at this point in the show, I guess, you kind of transition where you talk about how all the sports leagues have kind of come back from from the apocalypse. And, you know, it's 
when you look at kind of what's happening to the NFL now, you have to really kind of tip your hat to to Gary Bettman, manager of the NHL, and Adam first Silver. name, first name, last name, manager of the NBA. Adam we'll Silver. Du- we'll dub that Adam over. <laughs> blank, blank, manager <laughs> of the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, they managed to put all these teams in a bubble in. You know, for the NHL, it was two different cities. For the NBA, it was just kind of Orlando. But you really got to tip your hat to these commissioners. You know, I think they really proved that, at the very least, you know, they get the benefit of they were mid-season. They only need to bring the playoff teams back. But you got to tip your hat to Bettman and Silver. They really kind of managed it. I don't – I remember there being a little bit of a rocky issue in the very, very beginning of the NBA, one or two people. But, you know, after that, you know, both – both commissioners really kind of stuck to it and got the season done. I love watching the bubbles, and at first it was really cool. But I got to admit, when you look at like the Lakers, the Heat, even the Celtics, um, and whoever the Lakers rolled over in the in the Western Conference Finals, the I don't Nuggets, remember right Nuggets, yeah. Nuggets. The sacrifices those players have made. I know their families are there now, but look at the sacrifices they made. They've been there since July. It feels very long now since we returned here to College Park. Yeah. It. That is a huge sacrifice they've made for a guy like LeBron, who's already got everything in the world you could ask for, except you know, th- you know, four rings. He's got three. The respect of me and Colin. Yeah, <laughs> but he's gonna he, have to fight hard for he it. He <laughs> has spent all that time. All these players, and 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 of course the staff and personnel have spent so much time just in a three mile radius in Orlando, and and they've made that sacrifice. I think that championship is certainly validated. <laughs> if not one of the hardest championships to win in all of sports history. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of going in what, you know, commissioner of the NHL said. You know, when people were asking him... If, oh, like, that includes does, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, year. people were asking him, does this year's Stanley Cup come with an asterisk? And he said, yeah, absolutely it does. It was the hardest Stanley Cup to win ever because, yeah. you know, at no point, you know, the NBA started to allow families in once teams, you know, there were less teams there. But the NHL never allowed families to come in, so... These are guys that were pretty much from, I forget exactly when they started, but from like sometime in August to two months later, they were just in a bubble. And, you know, they're friends-ish, you'd assume, you know. They're not alone by themselves. all of them. Yeah, I mean, far from (laughs) all of them. But these are guys that are away from their families. And, you know, I get it's an excuse a little bit, but when you look at a team like the Flyers of like, the biggest issue the Flyers had coming into the playoffs was the star players didn't kind of show up. But when you look at the star players, you know, the captain was missing his son's first birthday. Uh, you know, the second-in-command was leaving his wife weeks after his first child was born. So it's... Leaving are, temporarily. Just yeah. bit, like, not just like... He's gone back since. Okay. Um Good, good. But yeah, you, these guys are being pulled away from their families, and especially in the NHL and the N- I mean, in all of the major sports leagues, but especially the ones in bubbles. These are like younger guys that are just a lot of them are just kind of starting their families, you know. And to kind of be like, yeah, you know, you're one or two year old kid or your newborn, you got to be away from them for a long time. I'm not a parent, but my dad, I remember asking, <laughs> we know, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a parent or do we? <laughs> 
But I remember asking my dad, I was like, listen, if I was just born, do you think you could have like left me for three months to go sit in a hotel? And I was like, no, nah, I never would have done it. He's like, he's like, it doesn't even matter. Now, listen, let me be clear. My dad is in no way an athlete. And uh, was going to prisons every day, but we don't need to get into his. He was a guard. Uh, listen, my dad well, throws a mean wiffle ball curve, but uh, he wasn't exactly going pro at anything. Um, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's hard for these athletes to kind of be away from their families and be away from everything for this long. So you really do got to kind of uh, tip your hat to those guys in the NBA and the NHL. And, you know, when it goes to the MLB, obviously there was that rocky start in the beginning with the Marlins and everything. And I won't get too into it because I don't know too much about the finer details and I don't want to say something wrong. But, you know, there were issues in the very beginning of the MLB that made you question – whether or not the season was going to happen. You know, those first three weeks, everything kind of felt in limbo. But, you know, they tightened, they battened down the hatches and they kind of figured out how they were going to get the season done. So when it comes to the NFL and it seems like every single team is having several cases, it's it's one of those when you have 53-man rosters of what do you do, you know? And it's... I. I don't know necessarily how much I trust Goodell to be able to figure it out. Um, I know how much I trust him. I don't really have a lot of faith in Goodell on most things, but I, I know that the NFL isn't going to stop unless they have to. So, you know, you're optimistic that they come with some way to kind of figure it out and some way to get through the, the rest of the season without, you know, drastic implications for for some teams. And it's going to be interesting to see what the NHL and NFL do too because a full one – Side of bubble. I know the NHL had two bubbles, but a full bubble for a full season mm-hmm. is, let's be honest, impractical. Like, Almost yeah. impossible. Especially now, knowing what we know, that there's like football games happening like right now at Clemson with fans, and the NBA is trapped in a bubble. Yeah. I definitely don't think there should be fans, and this is my opinion, obviously, and based on what I've read, but... Still, I think the season can happen in arenas. Yeah, I think you'd hope to so. To a certain extent. I think the most recent thing I've seen is that the NHL is kind of looking at um, regional bubbles where they're going to be like, there'll be like five or six bubbles that the families will be put into the bubble with the players and the players will travel from bubble to bubble but won't be allowed to kind of cross. But, you know, it's all. These are all super easy things to say. This might happen, but when it yeah. comes down to the bargaining agreements and the, the players association, it's super easy for one minor detail to be a huge stick. You just, you just need one players association rep who's like not having a good time at home. Just like, look, my kid's starting algebra and I'm really bad <laughs> at math. So could you like not let him come with us to the bubble? Because <laughs> just I like playing hockey, great. Fatherhood, great. Math, not so much. So I'm just, I'm just gonna let you know everybody else handle that. Um, also, just if obviously the bubbles were not ideal, but if if the bubbles were what it took for me to see a video of Taco Fall learning to swim in a Disneyland swimming pool, <laughs> wait, does that does that exist? Yeah, I have to look that up. Yeah, he uh, um really he late. he started taking swimming lessons in Boston earlier this year. And then he was like, there was a video that came, there have been a few. <laughs> oh my God. Of him, of him, as you can hear, swimming with, I believe it was Jalen Brown and, uh, and Ennis Cantor. I just looked up Taco Fall swimming. Highly suggest you do it. This is awesome. <laughs> Colin, here you go. Uh, wow, that is a lot of noodles. <laughs> that is a large number of pool noodles. 
But I mean, Falls a big boy. I just, yeah. like, I love him just being like, when he was back in Boston, just being like, yeah, it's like a thing I want to learn to do. And like, he could walk around being like embarrassed that he doesn't know how to do it. Cause like people are going to look at me cause I'm seven five. But he was like, now nah, I'm going to make it fun. <laughs> like he just seems like he has so much fun with everything he's doing. Yeah. Like he doesn't play much for the Celtics. But he, he, he's really into it from the bench. Cole. And whenever he gets in, we all just lose our minds. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> like Scholl for Maryland. Oh, yeah. Colin. <laughs> in the NHL, obviously, Terps don't have a hockey team. Are there any Terps? No. No. <laughs> I'm not so, even sure there's anyone from I the state know. of Maryland. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, there might be one or two. My like, high school is my high school district is two high schools. They had to morph together to be one hockey team because that's the only way they could feel it. Same for swimming. But like we have yeah. pools, which I mean, is just different phases of water, I guess. Well, that's what someone said. The Summer Olympics is a bunch of different sports, and it's a lot of competitive. The Winter Olympics is like thirty-eight different kinds of sliding. I mean, yeah, there's like four sports that don't have skates or skis. Wow. One of which is curling. Curling is still sliding. Well, yeah, but you're wearing shoes. Still sliding. Yeah, but it's silly. It's one of the other three. Not a skate. So, no, it's like sliding. The, 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 the yeah, sports that don't have the sports that don't have. Those and then cool. half of biathlon. Yeah, half of biathlon. You're still on your sliding. skis. Yeah, yeah. but you know, <laughs> skis aren't important. That would be amazing if they had to first dismount, unbuckle their I'm boots, sorry. barefoot We're, in the snow. This is about to become a biathlon podcast. <laughs> biathlon is Who the in their free time decides to pick up shooting on skis? I'm sorry. Finnish Special Forces. I don't Done. Know, I don't know Next question. Me, I don't know what you want me to say, but when I was a freshman in high school... Uh, it was the Winter Olympics. I think it was was it Sochi. Twenty fourteen. Sochi. Been Sochi. Yeah. yeah. So it was Sochi Olympics. I'm in my my AP. Uh, not AP. I'm just in my honors U.S. history class. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm a, <laughs> I did take a push. Humble, humble. <laughs> I did. I did take a push. And no, now but, you dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, allow me to pick up my. Pure academic excellence in high school. Hey, only. hey, we all ended uh, up here. It's okay. <laughs> we're all out of state and paying ridiculous prom. <laughs> we are. But, um, yeah, Shout I remember getting. I was I was watching the Sochi Olympics in class, and I remember I was watching biathlon, and I was so engrossed that my teacher yelled at me because I was supposed to be doing anything other than actively watching the biathlon uh, at like nine o'clock in the morning, but. Have you ever sat down and actually like watched it? Yes, watched biathlon. Biathlon. Yes, I have. It is the coolest. It is cool. Literally is cool. dozens stuff. of times I have done but that. But who came up with it? Who was like, "Oh, I'm skiing. Oh, gotta I just, shoot something." I just answered that. I know. Finnish special I know. forces. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, now that we've gotten have to you ever, biathlon, have you ever watched non-Olympic winter sports? You watch just like the World Cup of ski jumping. We've got, is that we've a got, thing? yeah, it is a thing. I used ah. to go, when I would go visit my grandparents who were living in Israel, Israel for some reason gets Eurosport, which is a sports channel, and they would show, it would be like, all right, at 9 p.m., foosball, 10 p.m., snooker, 11 p.m., the World Cup of cross country skiing. Okay. I'll be honest with you, one of my favorite parts of quarantine was when ESPN The Ocho was, was airing. <laughs> It was awesome. I was downstairs in my basement. I remember vividly, like, trying to get in quarantine shape, like, lifting five-pound dumbbells and watching, like, hot dog eating, and it was awesome. Okay. So I'm going to ask... Real quick. Joey Chestnut, God, and will always be appreciated on this podcast. Continue. Uh, competitive eating is one of the grossest things I've ever watched. But, but coolest. 
is one of the grossest look, things I've ever I'm, I'm, Look, uh, I, am, I am a former competitive eater, and, and I'm with Colin here. Uh, he's a former. He was robbed. I think he, he deserves. Oh, a win. we could we we can do a whole episode. Wait, what did about you that. try? And... It'll be like it'll be like a cereal. All right, yeah, that'll be next. It was. <laughs> it was, it was a, don't it get was a, don't get me started now. There's pardon my take on this. No, no, no copyright infringement intended. <laughs> Continue. So, uh, speaking of the Ocho, we're talking about weird sports, and we're talking about the Winter Olympics. Red Bull. Crashed us. Yes, it is one of the yeah. most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Now, for for the layman that is woke to like ESPN forty five level uh, athletic Fox events, Sports three at four in the morning. Yeah, so we're talking about you. The only time I've ever seen it done is in Fenway, uh, because that was one specific. Oh, they event, show it a bunch, but they constantly show it. Um, they effectively set up a downhill, like... Downhill skiing course, essentially. Yeah, a downhill, like, ice skating course that's, like, a figure-eight S, S-plus with more loops shape where four guys at a time just skate head first as fast as they can over bumps as... And like, push jumps. Jumps, bumps, pushing and shoving with Switch one another. Switchbacks. It is one of the most... In- Incredible things I've ever seen, and I I genuinely recommend you look up like Red Bull crashed ice. It is, I saw it for the first time in a hotel room because it's the kind of how thing they that, fit the course in the hotel room. It's the kind of thing that airs on hotel TV. Because um, it's the kind of thing that airs on hotel TV, but you see it for the first time and you're just like kind of consumed by the fact that like. This requires more athletic and, like, quality talent to perform than, like, arguably some more popular sports. And you look at it and you're like, what on earth possessed somebody to do this? It's like, like, ro- it's like roller derby, but with knives on your feet and yeah, going downhill. Yeah, roller derby's at least in a circle. Like it's it's a hockey and obstacle also, and also course that's flat. full contact. Like And the end the end of the course is not like, oh, it like goes and you slow down. It's literally just like, yep, a bunch of pads in front of a wall. And yeah. if you hit them too hard, that's too bad. Yeah. So I watched a lot of crash dice. And shockingly, Colin, can you guess who didn't in my house like crash dice? I'm gonna guess your mom. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> she said, and I quote, This doesn't seem safe. And I, said, and I said, and I quote, I can confirm that it is not. If you told me an hour ago this podcast was going to end up in Crash Dice, would have would it not is, have taken it that It is back. very much the Crash Dice of podcasts. Right. It really <laughs> is. So, we are ESPN the new wave, eh? So anyway, we've got... Good name. Good name. We've got a few minutes left here. The last thing I want to talk about, if we're, if we're done with Crash Dice. I uh, think so. Oh, well, never fully, but yeah, I think but we can put it on the back burner for a few minutes. About it, the right? last thing I want to talk about here is it is our first episode. We're going to make a Twitter account. We're going to be on WMUC as, as one of their platforms. We have to have a logo. What is it going to look like? Three Point Shot is the name because it's three of us making points. What, what's the logo? I feel like it's got to be like the three of us in animated form, and Colin, you're obviously wearing the cowboy hat. I mean, I'd I have mean, to be. I uh, mean, I, I just want to really quickly, for anybody, I think it should just be photographs of us, but um, Colin looks sort of like, you know, like when Jake Gyllenhaal gets really chiseled for a role, like Mysterio, uh, that. Um, I sort of look like Matthew McConaughey from, from Magic Mike. Um, 
but with a, a, a resplendent mustache. And I sort of look, look like Mark Ruffalo in the Marvel movies right after he's Bruce Banner, but before he's the Hulk, if you know And what I mean. in real life, we all actually look like... Um, JV High School offensive lineman. Well, we actually <laughs> all look like uh, Christian Bale in Vice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kind of said the same thing in two uh, different ways. We're all incredibly handsome. Oh, that's unfair to Dick We're Cheney. all incredibly handsome over the radio. But in real life, we all look like Christian Bale. And one of us is Batman. <laughs> we don't want to say who, but one of us does. But yeah, well, one of us does pretend so, to so be from on, New for York. The Twitter, for which the Twitter, is what being from Gotham For the Twitter. I do, I do want to beg an honest question. So there's three of us, right? And one of us is significantly taller than the other two. That is true. Who yeah. of us is it? It is like oh, do they get? Oh, like you mean like guess? in the picture? They, they, I want them to guess. I want the. I want the. Yes. The fans. And as Colin, I, the only people listening are our parents who have met us. As I look down, haven't met you two. As I look down at the top have. of their heads, Shush, no, my grandparents haven't met. You. <laughs> 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 I, I'm one. pretending it's real. Zach. One of us. <laughs> one of us is taller. Guess who? One of us has a tattoo. Guess where? <laughs> <laughs> It's raining in Clemson. You think the fans will leave? <laughs> yeah, that's what will drop them away. <laughs> I love how there's there's the, the, there's irony in this. I have to be honest. There's irony. There's irony in this halftime Debo Sweeney interview in that they're holding the microphone on a six foot pole away from him, but yet the. Behind him is just a packed crowd. I don't know. I like I like anybody who showed up at a rainy day game during this pandemic with an umbrella but no mask. Just like, be <laughs> yeah. prepared, but not fully. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of it. That's all I've got for this podcast, guys. Yeah, Anything else can, you want to add on? We can, they'll see the logo when they see it. We're not yeah. going to tell. We, we don't, don't need to get there yet. It's no. episode one. Yeah. We'll work up to the logo. <laughs> it has to be as shambolic as we are and by extension the podcast is. Yeah. All right, we thank you guys so much for listening. This is Three Point Shot. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. I'm not Colin. Or Zach. That's Ben. And we'll have another episode after you soon. Don't know exactly when. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoy.